Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Uh, you want to know the craziest thing that happened to Sarah at Disney? And then we can what? start this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, on Saturday night, yes. they went out to dinner at a restaurant in Epcot in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I love the restaurant in Mexico. Yeah. Continue. So they were there for dinner, her and her bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like a group of like nine or ten of them or whatever Holy it cow. is. Besides the point. So they're out to dinner. They're eating in Mexico. And Sarah's got, you know, bridal nonsense or whatever bridal ears and and a sash or whatever it is things that say like bachelorette whatever it is this man walks over to the table and says excuse me the bride and she's like yeah and he's like hey we it's me and my family over there we just wanted to say congratulations and good luck and we're happy for you and here we want to pay for your dinner tonight and he hands her five one hundred dollar bills And for half the trip, uh, apparently. Thank you, sir. Right? Oh, my God. That's why I I was like, was y'all's meal $500? And she said, no. (laughs) Um, That's crazy. And then he apparently, like, was as they were, like, him and his family were leaving, they, like, said hi. And he was like, can I give you just a little bit of advice? And she was like, yes, please. And she's, like, crying. Oh, my God. I would be, too. This old guy. I mean, I don't know. Sarah didn't describe him as, like, that old. She was like, he was a pretty unassuming, like, average-looking guy. He didn't look what didn't even look like the sweet old man type or anything just like like some tattoos on his arms and a buzz cut like (laughs) so nice yeah and apparently he said um don't don't argue to argue argue to listen Uh, was his advice okay so that's good advice there we go i actually like that is that your lesson for that's the lesson don't argue to argue (laughs) argue to listen that's what we all learned (laughs) yeah i couldn't believe it yeah that's crazy what is with people handing everyone money I don't know. I would like to be handed money. Well, that was that same night, Logan and I, that dude, some dude at the bar bought us expensive cocktails at the rooftop bar. Nice. And I texted Sarah and I said, it's not $500, but we got around. <laughs> a nice man bought me a drink. Right. At which point, Logan was, oh, you know, that was kind of funny too. Um, I accidentally like cut him off at the bar and he was like, what the hell? And I was like, no, oh shit, I'm sorry. And I'm like, yeah, like at the bartender, like, hey, serve this guy. He was here first. Get this guy first. And yeah. he was like, no, 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 you're being really kind. I was like, no, I don't want to be that guy. And he says, no, hey, bartender, you, whatever him and his friend are buying, it's on my tab. And I was Aww. like, I just cut you off. Thanks, man. Yeah. And Logan was like, how do you accept the generosity of strangers without saying like, no, no, no. Because like that was not yeah. a part of my vocabulary. I immediately was like, thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, listen, yep. I'm too poor Yes. to believe that any generosity of strangers I'm undeserving. <laughs> not yep. undeserving. Unworthy of. Unworthy, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I, I'm of the opinion that like. If a stranger is looking to be that generous, then like, especially like unprompted, like I didn't ask, then like, I'm not going to turn it down. All right. Because if I know that if I'm in that position where I want to say, oh, hey, you know what? Buy their drinks. Like I'd love to do that. I I would love to be in the position to do that. I'm too poor to do that for other people. But once you get, but when I'm there, yeah, it's going to be so nice. Exactly. So I don't completely uh, accept the generosity of strangers, guys. Yeah. That's that's the move. That's the other lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and neither of them have anything to do with this episode. No. Welcome to the Feeny Call. Welcome to the Feeny Call. <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm Skylar. Today we've got a big finale. It's a good one. It is. This is probably one of the best episodes of this show. I think this is. Yeah, I think this is my favorite season finale mm-hmm. so far it is so it's packed with stuff mm-hmm. but it's not like 
packed and poorly executed. Correct. It could have been too crowded. Yeah. And it could have been two parts. Mm-hmm. And yet they made it work. Anyway. So it's a great episode. <laughs> it is well... It's so... Like, I couldn't get over how well executed yeah. everything in this episode is. Correct. Even some cinematography, yeah. like, actually is, like, good and interesting, too. Like, yeah. some of the camera work is good. The writing is good. The performances good. are good. Yeah. Like, this is a... Just a great episode mm-hmm. even the little quick callbacks and tie-ins are, yes! are nailing it there's yes! good humor everyone gets to do something yeah so good yeah such a good season finale it is i'm i'm very surprised because i feel like of, of all like maybe not of all time all television shows this is one of the most unbelievable graduations in that <laughs> no one gets married on the stage like you're not sitting on the stage you, the graduation might happen where you walk mm-hmm. up on the, but like you're well, not sitting I, they, on that their stage. class appears to be about thirty people. I know, like so. the class is way too small. How, like, your class was like a hundred, seventy. Even, yeah, no, I was 70. seventy, and I was at a private school. Okay. So I had four hundred students <laughs> in my graduating class. We were at Thompson Bowling Arena, which is like the basketball stadium at the yes. University of Tennessee. Yeah, and like there were four hundred students sitting in rows on like the floor of the mm-hmm. stadium, and then like you lined up and walked across the stage. Yep. We were, we did ours at a church and we were on stage, like where the choir sits. But again, there were only 70 of us. Sure. So it was, and the, the choir for this church, like this was one of those big mega churches. Uh-huh. And so the section was like huge. Yeah, could yeah. seat like a couple hundred people. And so it was fine for us, but like for, not for a public school, a public school would not have fit Mm-mm. where I graduated and a public school would not fit on the like stage. Nope. Did we say we're talking about season five episode? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Did we? I don't we, think we, we did. We implied it. It's been implied. We're talking about season five, episode 24, Graduation. There you go. Now we said it. Now we said it. Maybe I can go back and stick it somewhere earlier. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think we said it. All right. Well, let's, we, we have thoughts, obviously, but let's do our, let's get our recap in. It's my turn. Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, I thought it was yours. Damn <laughs> no, it. I'm the I was literally watching it and said to myself, I was like, oh, Megan's going to have a rough time recapping this one. So much <laughs> happens. Fuck. And All then right. it's not me. It's my turn. Yeah, it's an even. Thank God, because I would not want to. I know. But then we're going to get back. Oh, nope. We're going to stay. We're going to stay on track, because then I'll just keep doing the odds, because I'll start with one. Yeah. Season six, episode one. Good. All right. I'm glad. Here we go. It's graduation at John Adams. Corey is excited about yearbooks. Sean's not excited in general. Topanga wants all the A's. Minkus shows back up for a minute. It's fun. Frankie and Joey are there. It's a good time. Uh, Feeney gives them an assignment they don't have to do. Sean is really wrestling with feelings about graduation. Corey's overly enthusiastic and supporting Yale. Uh, Topanga's like, I think I'm going to go to Yale. And Corey's like, damn it, I didn't think she was actually going to go to Yale. Uh, and then Eric is like, Feeney, you can't move. And Topanga's like, Feeney, should I go to Yale? And he's like, unless you have a good reason. And then she's like, Corey, will you marry me? And Sean gives a speech. And that's my time. <laughs> that's my time, Ooh. folks. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much... I feel like that was a pretty good recap. Yeah, everything that happens. The the last two parts were out of order. Sean gives a speech, then Topanga asks Corey to marry him. I Um, forgot that this... I remembered, obviously, that she proposes, but I forgot that this wasn't... There's no clip at the end. It's just... Mm-hmm. logo show credits and yeah. i was just like there's not anything else season, that's truly season they, six, six starts that, that was the cliffhanger that's exactly the moment where it starts so, yeah. yeah season six you had to wait for that shit i wonder if we're getting a recap at the beginning of season six i forget i think there is I, just everything about this episode is so 
enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I sentimental too. It's one of my favorite Eric mm-hmm. moments. Ah. I relate to Sean so much because I was the same. I was like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Um, But then looking back, I'm like, I could have done more for sure. Mm. I just didn't want to be there so badly that I just didn't. I could have taken AP classes. I could have, which I did. I took AP US history, but I could have taken like AP English and whatever. And I didn't. I had a chance to be on in the National Honor Society. Didn't do that just because I didn't care. I didn't want to. What I think this episode does a really nice job of... um is allowing each character uh, or allowing Corey, Sean, and Topanga at least, and Angela, though she gets like two lines. Yeah. Um, but allowing everyone to find themselves at mm-hmm. high school graduation. Mm-hmm. You, you probably fell under at least one of these archetypes. Yeah, yeah, whether yeah. Whether you're like more closely or not. Yes. Um, and that I think is what makes it so effective. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get fully into that. Oh yeah. What'd you learn? <sighs> this one was hard to pull. It was challenging to pull a message from this. I feel for me anyway, because it's so, it's got so much to do with the plot and so many things are happening to so many different characters that I was just like, I could really kind of say anything at this point. So what I decided on <laughs> was work hard. <laughs> Play hard. Play hard. <laughs> work hard and stay present and then celebrate your achievements is kind of. Work hard, stay present, mm-hmm. celebrate, celebrate your, your achievements. achievements. Mostly just because in the general, I mean, in the general sense, that's what, you, when you graduate, you can, you know, you're celebrating everything that you did. But if you're not in, if you, you know, for Sean, it was a mixed bag because he wasn't present for high school. He wanted to get out and he mm-hmm. wanted to be done and, um, so it was hard for him to celebrate because he wasn't really present mm. and he didn't really work that hard. And mm-hmm. so if you work hard and you, and you stay in that moment, then the celebration on the other side of that, of the, the achievement and whatnot is going to be that much greater for you, mm. I guess. Yeah. So I like that. That's good. Okay, good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could, I, I think it, you related it to Sean, but it could almost be an amalgamation of different people. Like, Topanga yeah. worked hard, obviously, yeah. and was there. Uh, Corey should celebrate her achievements by going to Yale. That's true. We'll get into it. Uh, Corey is not excellently, I mean, he's trying, he's trying to stay in the present to, like, enjoy himself, but yes. then he's also depressing himself by thinking about the future in a lot yep. of ways. Uh, and, and... Especially in that, that scene with Sean and Jack where they start to wrestle where Jack's trying to celebrate. I like he can't, love that scene. Can't celebrate his achievements. So no. I think I think you could say that your lesson sums up everyone's great pieces. And wow, I am so good and smart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was really efficient. There oh, it's good. No, so I, well, now I'm going to try to okay, take great. a slightly different course perhaps. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of takeaways in this in this episode, mm-hmm. um, depending on how you want to synthesize things, yeah. And so what I'm kind of trying to think about a lot is like the idea of endings, okay, and endings and beginnings, mm-hmm. right? You know, people love to use a book metaphor for your life, and like a chapter is closed and start another, and so on. And so I think 
what's really interesting in this episode is that like we are in fact closing a, a sizable chunk of these humans lives yeah and what i think a big takeaway there really is has to do with like you're gonna feel all kinds of things mm-hmm. anytime you approach an ending mm-hmm. and as such an ending is a an ending is a really like permanent, not permanent, paramount moment of decision making. Yeah. And a lot of people make a lot of decisions <laughs> in this episode. That uh, is true. That I feel like are emotionally charged. Yeah. So all of that is to say that my kind of takeaway here is that like when you're feeling emotionally charged by an ending, mm-hmm. it is important to value those emotions mm-hmm. as your decision making process, but it is also important to critically examine where you've been and where you're going yeah, with a more logical lens. Yeah. And I think that has to do a lot with Sean and Topanga mm-hmm. and Corey in some ways in that they are all feeling emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean eventually does do a lot of critical reflection uh, on where he's been and, and how that's going to lead to where he's going. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Topanga does appropriate logical critical evaluation. No. Corey is doesn't do any. He's entirely driven by emotion, <laughs> yes. uh, and and zero logical thinking. Yep. Um, he thinks he's logically thinking, but he's not. Always. It's always emotional. The whole show. So, whereas <laughs> Feeney is out here saying all the right things about when you reach the end of something, you know, it gives you time. Like when you've reached the end of that road, you get to turn back and look. Yeah. Um, and to see how that's formed you. Yeah. And how that will inform where you're going to go next. Yeah. So, I don't know that I have a single sentence, but that is all. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that. All to of say. that to say, you gotta know where you've been, know where you're going. I guess yeah. sure. And we all could do a little better. That's very true. I and it was kind of. I, I remembered that she let Sean speak for sure. Yeah. It. I don't know if it was a great speech for graduation. It was kind of sad, <laughs> and it felt very like a personal thing. It I, just put, I feel like if you were sitting in the audience, in the, I shouldn't say the audience, if you were one of the students, you either fall into one or two categories. You relate to this, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh no, I should have worked harder. Mm-hmm. Oh no. And then you're sad, mm-hmm. or you're just like, I can't relate. I worked my ass off. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that you didn't have he this says, like, He says at the end. I know. You know, congratulations to those of you who did, which feels valuable. That yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you up until when he says that, then mm-hmm. like, if he didn't say that, I would be like, self-indulgent, yes. get out. <laughs> but when he says that, it makes every, it takes like everything he said about himself and makes it, um, in some, in many ways broader. Yeah. And to say that like, you all deserve to be here more than I do. Yeah. And so like, I'm thankful to be among mm-hmm. this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a downer. Yeah. It's not it's a like little, happy, little bit of a downer, which is, but nice it's, then we have Eric to bring us back. Oh my God. That went on considerably longer than I remembered it. I remembered him jumping up and starting to sing a song, but I was like, oh, this doesn't cut for some time. Nope. (laughs) They really let him sing a lot of this. Okay. I remembered, yeah. I remembered him getting up there and singing and starting it 
And then I just remember him going over and lying down in the laps and doing the... <laughs> that, I remember that. And then I thought it like cut shortly after that, but it kept going. Keeps going. Yeah. It keeps on going. It goes on a little too I'm long. I'm glad that they didn't do the whole... I gotta... I gotta and maybe unpopular opinion, it goes on too long. There's... Yeah. It, the bit ran its course. And I we love a Wilfredell bit. Yes. But it ran out. There's a couple really mu- like funny musical moments in this show that I really, uh, it's something that does happen kind of, I would say more towards the later seasons. Cause we have this episode, we have the one where Morgan is doing, did you ever know no, that? And Corey gets up on hero. stage <laughs> and Corey gets up on stage and starts singing. We have war. <laughs> <laughs> what is it good for? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> good God, you all. That's a great one. But these like little random like musical moments in the show are really funny. Yeah, I I, I agree they're funny. This one goes on too long though and stopped being funny. Yes. It feels very uh, like unique because I feel like there aren't a lot of other shows. They either have like a musical episode like we've talked about Mm -hmm. or they do. I don't know. I feel like this pops up in a lot of sitcoms where like. Now we're going to force one of our characters who's an actor who's not really a very good singer to sing a song song. for comedic effect. Like, I feel like that writing trope comes around in Mm -hmm. a good amount of sitcoms, especially if you consider other what were effectively teen sitcoms of the 90s and 2000s. Like, I feel like that made its... Comes around. It comes around a good amount. It feels like, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Okay. I can't, th- but I can't think of another moment, like another show that does it. I probably, ha- I feel like it probably happens in Fresh Prince. Unless they have, like, there's a one, there's one episode of, like, like almost Wizards. certainly happens in Sabrina. You yeah, there's it. a, yeah, I've seen a Britney moment on Sabrina where Britney comes. Yeah, and Britney sings. Spears does show up. So, like, Sabrina. if other artists come and sing, like, well, I mean, they, they do that with a, other, there's definitely, like, Hilda, like, and Zelda like have to do like musical like bullshit skit performances mm-hmm. for comedy not for like performance and yeah like that I I don't know I like I'm sure it happens on Full House and yeah, Family imagine. Matters if like you know if you're listening and I'm, you know I'm coming these, so confidently <laughs> I, know, I can't I'm like them. I I can't but maybe I just didn't watch maybe this is just one of the only shows that I watched that or like the only show that I've noticed it. Mm-hmm. If I went back and watched it again, because it's now out in my mind, maybe it would pop back out. But smelly cat. Smell- <laughs> That's true. Yeah, smelly did. cat. Do you have some good uh, Phoebe musical right. moments? That's yeah. for sure. Anyway, I think it's an editing mistake. I think that like they told Will he could just keep going. Yeah. And they were like, "We'll cut it. We'll we'll cut it eventually." Post yeah. and like they they were like, "Ooh, we're." 30 seconds short on the runtime with the final cut. Go ahead and just let put 30 seconds more of Will. Throw Will, yeah, <laughs> throw Will on there. Um, They'll get a kick out of him. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it felt to me. Um, they, I think they wanted to get to the first two, sir, with love. Yeah. Is why they put it in there for so long. Well, Because it's, it's got, I mean, that, it's not a fast song. <laughs> no. Well, that for, for what it's worth, that's kind of my only major critique I'll level yeah. at this episode. I otherwise think it is fun, funny, emotional, mm-hmm. and, and good. Uh, and even that moment is fun and funny. It's just too long. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, but we're, we should scene we coming through the window. That's true. We should step back. We should. We this episode needs a little more like chronological examination. It feels like yes. So we get off with the yearbooks. I want to ask you your thoughts on yearbooks. I again, I feel like I'm I'm totally Sean throughout all of this. I didn't get a class ring. I think they're dumb. Same. Um, I didn't. We didn't do the signing of the yearbook thing really. For mm. some reason, we just. 
that was never a thing at our school. Yeah. So we didn't do that. But also, like, Corey and Sean, why, I agree with Sean. Why does he need to, like, write down in a yearbook how he feels about Corey? It just seems so... I I want to I wanna counterpoint okay. and say that I now... Yeah. 110% stand in Sean's court and say, like, why do I need to write this down to you? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Get over yourself. As a senior, as a graduating senior, like the yeah. week of graduation, I was like an emotional ball of <laughs> mess yes. and uh, definitively landed somewhere closer to the Corey camp of yeah. like, it's always, everything's the last first step, you know, it's yeah, always, yeah, yeah. everything's the last version of this and it needs to be this, the most emotional this. Ah. Um, yeah. Now on the flip side of that, I did not get a class ring because they were expensive and stupid. Yeah, um, what the hell? I did not, also my parents refused to pay for a yearbook for basically every year of school mm-hmm. other than my senior year of high school. You want to hear a sad story about seventh grade? Yes. Cause we, the <laughs> yearbook, yearbook signing was a, like a whole thing, like straight up, like an afternoon of classes were canceled what? and like classes were fed over to the gym building to just like That's insane. party and sign yearbooks. Like that was literally like a two hour afternoon. Oh my God. Of so like that was a big deal. Well, when I was in seventh grade, I wanted a yearbook. I didn't get a yearbook. My parents didn't buy a yearbook. Yeah. So I went to school with my own, uh, disposable camera and oh a, <laughs> and a little photo album book that ah, I ah, took pictures ah. and then had people sign. <laughs> And made my own damn oh, year. You're like, there you go, mom and dad. I'll make my own. Uh, That's then funny. in eighth grade, I was so on, sad. like, I was sad, right? In eighth grade, I was, like, on the yearbook committee or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I did get a yearbook that year because I helped to design it. And then I got a yearbook my senior year of high school. They were expensive, though. I don't, I don't blame my yeah, parents. It was, I, I wouldn't have bought it either. I don't know <laughs> why we have all of the ones that we have. Cause I think we have almost every single year. Ours were like a hundred dollars. Ours were maybe not that expensive, but we also, I mean, our school is smaller. Yeah. So we only, I had, mean, they were thick. Yeah. Ours <laughs> were like, like I they were, have some. They were a good size and they were like a hundred bucks. And I, uh, at the time I was kind of salty about it, but yeah. I have very obviously come around and be like, well, I don't have that senior year yearbook anymore. I don't know where the fuck it is. And I didn't care that much about it when I did. So we, I I don't really care that much about it, but it is fun to go back and play a fun little game that Jamie and I like to call married or gay. And it's really fun to do for a Christian school because it's one or the other. Like there's, there's no, there, we probably, I am like one of five people in my graduating class that is straight and unmarried. Wow. So it's, it's, Fucking it's a good game. Over here. I know it. I know it. I don't think married or gay will be as much fun with my class of like 400 no. people, but I don't know. Something else maybe. Especially cause we know, I mean, we knew everybody. Right closely. Yeah. When you're in class 400, there's a lot of names that get called a graduation and you're like, who are you? Did you what? Go to school with them? I've been <laughs> in this school for twelve years. What? Who are you? <laughs> when did you get here? It was also a disturbing That's feeling. Graduation. There were so many names called. Where I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah, That's I've literally so been funny. in Farragut School since kindergarten. Ah, Who the fuck ah. are you? That's so yeah, funny. right. Which also makes makes me feel kind of shitty because that I'm, it's hard to know four hundred people when you have your own true. shit going on, especially in high school. Like you booked if you, if they're not in classes with you. 
then right. that sets you up already to not know or interact with them. And then if you do other activities, if they were more into athletics and you were more theater, then like, right. Like if you can't know they everybody. were straight and you were figuring it out, then like, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm how saying. were the, how were the gay kids and the married kids at your school supposed to get along? How are they supposed to know each other? But yeah, I think, uh, it's, I don't care about yearbooks because it was not that big of a deal, but mm-hmm. And now I'm now I'm like I don't know what to do with all these. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. I'm not. I like I am. I am particularly sentimental and also not at all. Mm-hmm. And that my sentimentality is almost exclusively geared towards moments mm-hmm. and not physical objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like oh, I can yeah. get really really sentimental at like our going away party mm-hmm. or like any sort of event like that. Yeah. I will get disturbingly sentimental or even just like reflecting on an occasion. Yeah. But someone's like, "Oh hey, do you want to save this birthday card?" I'm like, "Fucking that. No. no. I don't care. Are you kidding me? Like yeah. what am I going to do with that?" Or no sentimentality when yeah, it comes around to most physical things. I don't want a drawer full things. of bullshit yeah. or like things hanging on my wall that I don't care about. I 10,000% agree. I have no, I usually don't have like, unless it was owned by someone that was near and dear to me. So like yeah, if I your grandmother a, dies and hands exactly. you a watch, then like fine. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> I have my grandpa's, I have a beret uh, and it was my grandpa's and like, I love that. That's priceless to me. But yeah, if someone buys me something and they're just like, I, and, and it's not even like, it's mostly as a util. So like I was bitching about my suitcase, um, a couple weeks back because one of the wheels is broken. One of the zippers broken. It's like almost as old as I am. It's mm-hmm. so old. And I was complaining about it and I show up a week later and Quinn has bought me a new suitcase. Mm-hmm. And I love like that, like surprise gifts that mm-hmm. have a like utility to them. Or if I explicitly said I need this or I mm-hmm. want this. Was it an away carry on? away oh no (laughs) there's the big podcast sponsored by (laughs) damn it that really that could have been an ad it really sounded like everything that you said could have been an ad for a new like away luggage (laughs) set or something and i just can't get over the design (laughs) and that sort of utilitarian gift just really fills me up i love my brand new away (laughs) carry-on The the USB cord is so convenient. They didn't even have those 20 years ago when my luggage was made. It's true. We got it for our trip to on the Disney cruise for the turn of the millennium. That's why we got those that luggage set. Well, for what it's worth, this is not an ad. No, it was not not an away carry. It's not. Um, not. But like something like that, where like it's not necessarily sentimental, Mm -hmm. but I did need it, and Mm -hmm. so like. I feel I like those because I don't want to say I don't like random surprise gifts because I do like sure. random surprise gifts. But I'm totally fine with that. But you know like what I that, that thing with like the board, the, the right? Board, you know I'm what like, else I don't have sentimentality for? And this is shitty too, probably. Um, and I'm sure you've got at least one of these things in your past. Mm-hmm. You're in a youth group, or you're <laughs> in your senior year of high school, <laughs> and uh, you're at some sort of evening event, and you've got like 
they make you wear like a sign on your back and we're going to go around and we're going to write affirmations on everybody's sign or we're going to go write down like something we love about that person. We did t-shirts. Sure. Right. Something to that effect. And then like everyone's going to sign your thingy with like some affirmation about you or a nice little note about you. Yeah. Um, What the hell do you do with that later? Because I don't know. No idea. That went in my closet and then eventually like. Eventually was tossed. Eventually trashed. It was. Uh, so, you know, those sorts of things, uh, Frankie and Joey show up Yes, for a blast from the past. I love, I love the little cameos in this. I love that Minkus is there. I think it's hysterical that they reference Turner. Mm -hmm. I love that Frankie and Joey are there. Joey's haircut looks so good. Mm -hmm. He looks like a grown man. They make the eight years joke, which is funny. It is. They, Frankie's always stay friends. Yeah. That's good advice. So cute. Always. And I love, I, I don't know. There is something really understated and emotional about Frankie's and Joey's performance in that scene, <laughs> especially where they're like, we like to think of ourselves as the yes, Corey and Sean of the underworld. And he says, I want to be Corey. And he says, that makes me Sean. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so sweet. He just kind of like Frankie. says it so quietly where he's like, okay, man, I love you. Come on. Like it's, That's entirely what's communicated. Love, we love Frankie. And then Minkus is back. Minkus is back. Minkus, we get him. He's back. He's hanging on the wall, (laughs) waiting for the camera to swing over to him dramatically. One of many of my favorite camera motions in this episode. Um, Or just pans over to him. It's just like you thought, you forgot. Oh, it's a good bit. Mr. Yes. Turner. Mr. Turner. That's another really good bit. I wish he would have um, been. I wish that he would have shown I, up. Why? I'm a little surprised that he wasn't. I wish he physically would have been present into this episode. That would have that would have been nice. I was thinking about who him. else I would have liked to have seen in this episode. Because mm. um, here's my thing. I love the Feeney and Sean sort of connection mm-hmm. that happens in this episode. Yeah. I It could have maybe been stronger if it were Turner. I agree. It's a possibility. I definitely agree. I'm if like maybe Feeney started him. it and then Turner showed up and yeah. the rest of it was like Turner and Sean. We got to get Anthony Tyler Quinn on here. I just want to know what happened. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know why he wasn't in the last. Because honestly, they stopped it short by one season. He doesn't need to be in six and seven. No. He doesn't need to do the Feeney thing and follow them to college. No, 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 no. Not he, at all. We just needed one more season of him. Yeah, it's true. And even if he's not like a, he could have been a, he could have been around for a lot of these, for a lot of the good yeah. ones, a lot of heavy hitters. Would have loved for him to be around when they were drinking. Yes. Would have loved for him to be around. Even when if he's not there, like teacher prom anymore. and yeah. If he's not a senior teacher, right. one of the senior staff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think yeah, it would have been nice to have seen him as a chaperone at prom. Mm-hmm. We got there, any of the any of the episode. heavier episodes in this could have been great to have Turner come in and, and keep that thing going with Sean. But yeah, we kind of, we kind of transitioned it to a Feeney and Sean thing for a lot of this season, which is fine. I'm yeah. into it. It's good. It works for me. But in this episode, Feeney has to carry a lot of weight. Yeah, he does. He carries the Topanga and weight, play a lot Eric of weight, roles. Sean really? weight. Doesn't really carry a lot of Corey weight in this episode at all. No, that's because Corey is Corey's just, a piece of shit. So. Yeah, just doing <laughs> the, the normal Corey thing. Yeah, yeah. Although the chickens in school, his whole Chickens bit, in the hallway. He is so funny. It's like a that. Seinfeld joke. He's like just shouting. He's like, there's chickens in the hallway. <laughs> He's like so excited. Sounds like Seinfeld. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> we didn't throw... I don't think we did a prank. We just... Uh, I think we did, but I was not cool enough to be a part of it. That's so... Right. We did our last day, I think the last full day of school before finals started, the seniors 
started running through the hall because our school was just shaped like a giant circle or the upstairs was and so one of them started running down like through the halls Mm -hmm. and they were like seniors and so all the seniors started running and so we like did like a just, couple laps just and then we made our way just like running outside. around in a circle yeah we like cut class we just like stepped out of our classrooms I think it happens every year though because I I think it had happened before that's us. like a really specific thing for you to not confirm, confirm whether or not you not know it happened did you like suffer a head injury afterwards because that really seems like the kind of thing it's like oh yeah every year the seniors year in my school would all like start running <laughs> well I think it might have been something that started like when I was in high school, like it hadn't, like, I don't think my brother did that. Okay. When, and he graduated three. I was going to say, if you experienced years four years of that, yeah, it really feels remember. like you would remember. But like think, we had like a toga night at like, it was like a senior yeah, toga night yeah. at like football games. And that happened every year. And like, I remember that. So like, <laughs> I think at my junior year, like the class above us did it. And so we did it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it ends. Okay. Because I think I remember it So you guys weren't cool, actually. I, you just copied them because yeah. you were juniors and you're like, they did that last year and that was cool. And they got to cut class. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just left class gotcha. like early. And, no, like, I mean, and we, we had, were, like, there was a senior skip day, early. but it was like kind of designated and also kind of not. There were a couple teachers that were hard asses about it, though. They were like, we're going to take an attendance grade that day. Yep. I mean, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we did not have a senior skip day, but we did have some students... I barely had classes. We're talking year, about so. it. And so they like put the kibosh on it. They were like, yeah, I barely had class my senior year as well. I, had, I took half days and went to the community college to do acting classes. Nice. I had a, I mean, I guess I had a kind of loaded first semester. Maybe I took AP English and AP stats senior year. Mm-hmm. English was first semester, I think. And stats was second semester. But then I had a humanities Academy class, which was mm-hmm. my like fourth block for the entire year. Yeah. Which was effectively an independent study course at which I left the school at like one thirty. <laughs> Pretty nice, isn't it? And I was in choir, so like I wait, I always had choir third block. Yeah. And then being in choir third block meant that you were on the last lunch of the day, and then fourth block was like the schedule. Yeah. And so I would have choir, and then I was done when my lunch was scheduled because yeah. I was like, all right, well I've got lunch and no fourth block. So I'm out. And so I'm I just love go and get that. that was my entire senior year. I didn't have a fourth block. What's next on our, um, on our listy here. Let's see. We just oh, about- Bill Daniels broke character. Oh, when, when Eric goes back down, oh, he, he kinda, puts his head nah. in his hand and you can see him smiling because <laughs> Will Friedle just got him. Got him. Oh, it's fun. Should we talk about Topanga not going to Yale? Is oh anything now is now a good time for it? Uh, Feeney says, unless you have a really good reason. I, you know, it's not a good reason. Asking someone to marry you. Yeah, yeah. Even getting married, it's not a good reason. No. You know what that means? And that means Corey should go with you to exactly. That's <laughs> correct. That's okay. exactly what that I means. I am kind of. I mean, listen. As someone who's getting married, Sarah and I have talked about. If one of us pursues and gets an opportunity that like mm-hmm. either one of us is particularly interested and we can both agree is like a great opportunity, yeah. the other one of us will, if at all possible, follow that person yeah. and go do that thing. For instance, like we're both talking grad schools. If mm-hmm. one of us is going to get into a good grad school somewhere else, then like the other will go with them. Yeah. I'm applying to a bunch of jobs. Some of them not in Chicago. Like if I get a good job, then like she'll come with me. Like, well, we've agreed on that. Mm-hmm. And I guess this hasn't been explicitly said, but it's pretty well understood that it's like, oh, if one of us is pursuing a much stronger opportunity, yeah, 
then like the other will support and follow yes. that. Yeah. And I'm not saying Corey like shouldn't get his education, but like if he wants to get married and be with Topanga, then he should go to her. Correct. She should not come to him. Correct. <laughs> she shouldn't have to like water herself. Right. Down. Like why is the only option? I know. Understand that they're going to tell me the option is because he can't get into Yale. And to that, I say like, fine, man. They've got get other colleges in Connecticut, in Connecticut. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, or in the surrounding area. Yeah. Like there's other shit nearby. Yeah. That you, like, you don't have to be, like, you're not going to be in her classes at Pembroke anyway, which is not oh. true, obviously, based on what they do on the TV. But, like, they wouldn't be in the same classes in yep. Pembroke, for the most part, beyond their freshman year, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, and I'll, honestly, I feel like I would be more satisfied if we had something like, I'm going to go to Pembroke, and then I'll apply to Yale for my graduate program. Like, no, if she stupid. was like, She should just go to she Yale. She should just go to Yale, yes. But I would I would be more at peace with that. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I'd be more at peace if there was still a promise of like, okay, we'll go to Pembroke together, but then you have to come with me when I do my graduate program at Yale or Harvard or wherever she... she I mean, she doesn't end up going. I don't think anywhere. Where She might go to Harvard well, She has school. to go to grad school eventually. Yeah, she goes to law school. Right. But I don't remember if they say. I don't know that they do in Girl Meets World, but she has to have gone to law school. Maybe, maybe she went to NYU after they moved. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she has to definitively. They moved to New York at the end of the series for like her internship or whatever, Uh, which like makes no sense. Like, did Corey graduate from Headbrook? Like, there's no college graduation episode here. No. All right. Like, we talk about Eric and Jack and Rachel graduating. That that is a part of the conversation. Corey, Sean, and Topanga, as far as this show goes, we are never shown or hear about their college graduation. And so... That's weird. I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. I don't know if the implication is that they just go for the summer and then they come back. We'll have to wait till we get to the finale. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will have to see. Uh, Because honestly, there's no... She definitely has to have gone to grad school in order to be a lawyer in Romy's world. And the... The only person who could even even Corey has to go get his teaching, you know, a certificate in order to teach high school. Right. Like you can't just walk. Well, into especially it. to teach high school at a public school in New York. Like yes, he has to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know uh, that he has to get a master's, but he had to go and get at least like a, probably a year's mm-hmm. course program. Yeah. So I'm very confused. Sean's the only person who could get away with not graduating college, but I think he still does. I don't know. I don't know that they ever really tell us. Um, I think regardless of whether or not we do a Girl Meets World, we continue and do episode by episode of Girl Meets World, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Just to see. Sure. Because I just want to like, I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't either. It just kind of fell out of my brain. It's probably the best. Yeah. Uh, you know who I did love on that show? The little kid, Augie. Anyway. Ah, uh, he was Augie. funny. Um, so yeah, I think it's horseshit that the only option is presented like, well, if we're married then I'll stay here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, if you're married, then he goes with you. If you don't get married, then like How he goes to Pembroke don't... and you go to Yale yep. and that's fucking that. That's fine. And if he wants to get married to you right now, then you both go to Connecticut. Yep. <laughs> like, Honestly, why? I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Topanga should be going to Yale and Corey should be going to Pembroke and then he can even like or, yeah, he can go to his first year at Pembroke. They can live for a year apart, whatever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Then he can transfer and go somewhere in Connecticut. Yeah. Or he can take a year off mm-hmm. 
and work Go and make some money. Yeah, find a job in Connecticut and then apply to school the schools next year. I just don't. Stupid. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many. You should have gone to Yale. There are just so many options. It's so frustrating to me that this that she feels like this is the only one, and that's that almost makes me feel. I I know Corey like we've seen Corey throughout this whole thing be emotionally manipulative, but I think this is the worst of this is a, the most obvious moment of this in that Topanga only thinks that this is the option mm-hmm. because if. Corey had really been supportive and had really done the damn, put in the damn work and, you know, was a good boyfriend. She would not feel like we have to, we have to get married Mm -hmm. or we have to, in order for us to live like in the same, or in order for us to be together, we have to live in the same spot Mm -hmm. or in order for us to, to make this work I can't go to Yale because I need to be here. Mm. Like she should feel free to do what she wants. If Corey were not so emotional, proven if Corey was not emotionally manipulative in the past to give her evidence that he would be now in Mm. the present. Yeah. It also never like explicitly makes it clear. Like, Hey, we're going to make it work. Like, you know, he's like, you should go to Yale. It's never like, you should go to Yale and here's all the ways we're going to make it work. It's just like, well, you should go to Yale. Yeah. Stupid. I appreciate Feeney's advice. He doesn't tell her not to. Yes. I wish I do appreciate Feeney's advice. I almost wish that he hadn't said the last thing that he said, unless you have a very good reason, because it almost sounds like he's saying, and Corey could be a very good reason. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. You said that. Yeah. I think that's because of what we know happens. Yeah, I think that's true. Like, I think trying to interpret it from his perspective as like a mentor and an educator, I I imagine it's like, unless you can think of a really good reason not to go to Yale, then you should go to Yale. Then you should go to Yale. uh, If Topanga turned around and said like, is Corey a really good reason? He'd probably be like, no. (laughs) He'd probably be like, well, and that's, I kind of wish she would because I want to know what Feeney would say because I feel yeah. like he would say something along the lines of, it's, it's not the, you don't need to decide between Corey and Yale. Right. Have it's not both. either. You need to have the communication with Corey. You guys need to figure it out. You can work it out because I mean, Feeney has shown that he has faith in Corey and Topanga and that mm-hmm. he approves of their relationship. Yeah. So it's. I feel like he would have said something along the lines of like, well, that's for the two of you to decide. But I think if he really loves you, you can make it work with both places. Yeah. That would have been better. That would have been better. She should have asked. Yeah, she should have. Damn it. (sighs) Valedictorian. Ha! What an idiot. (laughs) Wow. We're so nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's all my notes. Well, how, no, no, no. How could you have done better? Okay. Um, Oh, in high school? Mm-hmm. I could have I could have done better just getting more involved, I guess. I was very preoccupied with outside things, community theater and my all my community theater friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care that much about the theater department at my school because it wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And so 
I could have participated, I guess, a little bit more. But I just didn't also, I just didn't really like my high school. Mm. So senior year, I was super not involved because I just didn't even want to be there. I wanted to go to the public school. So I don't. And I don't feel like That's I really That's fine if you don't out. really feel like I you don't, you don't have to. Okay. And and given what I did, like given the fact that I from there took that those acting classes, went to college, got a scholarship, went to school for free, moved up to Chicago, doing the damn thing, like so given you feel good. where I yeah, given what everything, I'm I'm fine with like the amount of effort, I guess, that I put into high school. Because I didn't slack off by any stretch of the mind. I just didn't care enough to participate in mm. some of the things. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I had to kind of be talked into prom. I had to be talked into homecoming because I just didn't care about that kind of stuff. And I am happy that my priorities were such that those things did kind of roll off my shoulders because I knew a lot of people that for, for them, high school is everything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad I'm not one of those people. Mm -hmm. It sounds kind of shady, but I'm just glad I'm not one of those people who like thinks high school is the end all be all mm -hmm. or college. That's another thing. Yeah. A lot of, I know a lot of people who are stuck in their college years thinking that was the end all be all. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, my, my years are ahead of me. Right. <laughs> I agree. Completely agree. I do resonate deeply with Sean's slack off I could have done better mm -hmm. I very easily coasted through most of my high school courses mm -hmm. in that I really never felt like I had to study or try yeah. and still locked in A's A's and B's, yeah. uh, A's and, B's and that was acceptable uh, when that first kind of came around like when that first became evident that that wasn't going to be adequate anymore was in my AP US history class Mm -hmm. uh, yeah that was hard yeah well I fucked up I like I mean on my first test I bombed yeah and I was like well, what the hell is this like <laughs> yeah and I talked to my teacher and she was like well did you study and I was like I mean I pay attention in class and like I do my do my work in class she's like yeah but did you like read read yeah. at home and like do the like study sheets and I was like no, no. <laughs> why would I do that and she's like you need to do Sounds that like uh and so I finally did that was the first kind of instance of like actively studying beyond a classroom yeah um and then but th that that sort of attitude persisted to a lot of things where i coasted hard i had a couple couple wake-up calls before graduation thankfully where i realized i could have done better and mm -hmm. and did then start doing better uh that u.s history one was one junior year there then also like in uh junior year there was a governor school in the summer mm -hmm. and I auditioned for governor school and like my two best friends got in and I was an alternate. Yeah. Um, which like was a, a heavy blow for me to handle. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then kind of made me realize it was like, Oh, you can't just coast into auditions anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you need to actually you try, like you actually have to prepare and work. Uh, and so I had these kind of wake up moments where I realized I could have done better. Mm -hmm. And thankfully then I, I do feel like during my senior year, I did generally do better. Mm -hmm. That being said, I did blow off my AP stats test hard, real hard. I got an A in that class and a one on the AP test. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, but like looking at where you are now. It doesn't matter, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It has no bearing. It would have saved me a semester of an online math class in college. Yeah. That's all. That was the big difference. Um but yeah, that I mean, there was that. 
Um, I, I don't know. There were some other kind of like, I was very involved with the arts programs at my school and I could have done better. I could have been involved in, like you said, national honor society, or yeah. certain things like that, where I definitively had the grades and extracurriculars yeah. and actively was like, Oh, work. <laughs> exactly. And kind of like did like too. the teenagery blow that thing off mm-hmm. thing. And then when it really comes down to, I could have the biggest, I could have done better for me is actually going to be college applications. Oh yeah. Um, I could have done, I could have done better on that. I, well, and I, I don't, I don't put singular credit or singular blame, I should say on myself for this, but I do accept some of the blame. And that was like, I only applied to like two schools. Mm -hmm. I applied to like the university of Tennessee in Knoxville and MTSU. Yep. Largely because I felt it was unrealistic that I was going to, um, pay the application fees and uh, get to other states for either auditions or shit like that mm-hmm. uh, and much less pay out-of-state tuition. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't feel like it was on the table at all. And yeah. I never really spoke to a college counselor or my parents much about it. Yeah. I just made that assumption. Yeah. And it was never brought up to me very much. And I, especially same with scholarships, I didn't talk to anybody about how like, if I did want to go to like one of these out of state schools with like a really high caliber theater program, here's how we could make it happen. It's like, you're going to need to apply for this scholarship and this scholarship. Like you're going to do these scholarship applications. Um, cause like I didn't even do scholarship applications. I like went to a state school where like my ACT and GPA gave me all the, yep. <laughs> all the scholarship exactly. tuition I needed. So like I definitely, that's my big, I could have done better. in yeah. high school is like reflecting on like, Oh, I could have tried harder on college applications in general. And it could have, like I settled for like a very obvious safe option and I am thankful for my college education and that I made lifelong friends and got a good education and good connections and like a lot of great things out of it, Mm -hmm. but can't help but wonder what would have happened if I had gone to Yale and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't ask. I didn't even apply. I I didn't ask (laughs) if I could go. Um, Much like Topanga says like, Oh, I don't know if I'll, I I just want to know if I would have got in. I almost wish, that that, you, yeah. that I would have like applied to some of these other schools to like just, just find out see. if I could have got in. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that would have completely changed the trajectory of my life. I have no idea if we'd be sitting here doing this podcast right now. That's very, very, very likely we would not. That's very true. Um, if I had not gone to that school, because then I would not have met uh, the person who then moved in with you. Mm-hmm. And That's true. we wouldn't have. That's friends, very true. So. Whoa. Spooky. There's a lot of singular connections I can relate back to my college decision. Um, and there's an interesting conundrum you face where it's like, oh, well, I wouldn't change that if I could. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, well, but is that still true if you could change that and you wouldn't know? Yes. And you wouldn't know what you're missing out on. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Like if I had gone to Yale, I would very likely have other deep, important Mm -hmm. friendships and relationships and things like that. Probably would have never met Sarah. I probably wouldn't, I almost certainly would never have met Sarah if I hadn't gotten MTSU, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like, there's a really interesting kind of puzzlement that you get into where the emotional knee-jerk reaction is like, no, I'm very happy with yes. my life and my connections and the people I met, and I can kind of singularly trace them to experiences I was afforded while mm-hmm. in college at that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're posed to the question of, like, well, would you change that? 
no. But then it's like, okay, but would you change that and never know what you missed? missed yeah. Because right now I don't know what I missed yeah. from other places, you know? Yeah. And it would have just been the same vice versa. So, so I really don't like the only other option I think I would have taken would have been because I don't think I would have gone to like any school in Illinois. Well, that's a lie. I would have gone to a school up here probably. Mm-hmm. I, I think, which means I probably still would be here. I think sure. Chicago was kind of the natural progression for me unless. Well, Chicago became a product for me because of where I went to school yeah. too. So. I also applied to Cal Arts and UCLA. Ah, then you would have been in LA. I got, yeah, then I would have been in LA and I got into UCLA, but not their theater program because their theater program, because I transferred from my current college or I applied to transfer, I was not able to, their theater program, like the amount of students that drop out means that's how many slots they have. Mm. So if two people drop out, you have hundreds of people auditioning for the theater program. So I got into the college, but I did not get into the theater program and I was not about to move all the way out to California and pay for UCLA if I was not getting a theater degree. Sure. That's fair. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting, interesting puzzlement. I almost, I don't know that I would live here. I would possibly, yeah. I maybe I would live in New York or LA instead. Because mm-hmm. I definitely decided to move to Chicago as a product of several of the professional connections I met while working in college. Mm-hmm. So, yep, it's a weird one. That's that's my biggest. I wish I had tried harder. Was college applications, um, not because I'm unhappy with where I've landed, but because I don't feel like I fully explored it. Yeah. That's fair. More of like a a FOMO kind of feeling than Mm -hmm. like a disappointed with where I landed kind of feeling. Yeah, I would agree. That's, I I feel as though in, when talking about this, because I don't really feel like I, like I said, I don't think I could have done better, but I do, I did miss out on some things. I think that Mm -hmm. I could have done better on that Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't have missed out. Like the whole, you know college experience mm-hmm. us like out of your hometown because sure. I went to college like stones throw away from where I grew up so yeah. um but I mean then I moved here and it's been it feels I I enjoyed not having like a four-year college like experience because then I felt like when I was here is when I did a lot of my learning and my growing as opposed to, I feel like a lot of people do that in college and then mm-hmm. they move and then they get a job and then they just kind of like it, it is, but I just like, what are you trying to say? Huh? I, <laughs> not you, of course. No, but I, I, I feel like I got to live my, what would have been my college years here in Chicago and I, and I didn't have to do it academically. I learned Mm. from being here, from hustling, from all of that. And that, that I appreciate that I think was invaluable and it was the perfect journey for me because I've just never been a good school person. I'm a good learner and I am smart and I am book smart. Um, but I just don't like school. I've never liked school. I'm a, I slut. For academia. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love college. It is definitively a part of a long-term goal to be a college yeah. professor. Like, I mm-hmm. love that. I know a lot of people who do. So. For some reason, I was just not one of them. It's called I think ADD. Maybe. 
now I'm psychoanalyzing myself. Maybe my <laughs> my long term interest in college professorship has to do with this feeling of inadequacy around not applying to enough colleges. Mm. In that I don't feel like I got to thoroughly explore my options. Mm. But the only way for me to go back beyond grad school would be as a professor, in which I can interesting. Interesting. I, I'm trying. I, you know what? I I want to apply to grad school. Probably not this year. Maybe next year. I don't know. He's been saying that for the last several years. <laughs> um, but I don't like that's when it comes to applying to grad school. Like I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. I guess either. I'm scared of that. Well, and I feel like it's something that you shouldn't force as well. It should be a right time, right place, right program kind of situation where it's like, I want to do this. I'm have the time, like I'm ready to do this as Uh opposed to like, I want to do it. I'm not just, I'm just not sure what I want to focus in and what, like, I mean, I I know exactly what I want. Like I know, I know I want to go to, uh, I I shouldn't say I know exactly what I want because the school is flexible. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to go to one of like five or six programs and get an MFA mm-hmm. in theater directing. Like mm-hmm. that is the target. Oh, well, there you go. Um, just a very hard target to yes. hit because they all take like two students a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which fills me with anxiety about the application fees and being like, Oh, well I probably won't get in this year. So I'm not going to spend $500 on application fees. And yeah. then several thousand dollars flying around to schools like in the event that I even get considered oh, flying around God. to like interview for them and shit the and maybe they'll all be fucked. remote oh. now who knows um so yeah I have a lot of fear and anxiety when it comes to the idea of applying to grad school and I think that it might be because I um don't feel I adequately applied to undergrad fair well maybe that's part of it is that I feel like I failed at it before mm-hmm Interesting. This is a revelation for me. <laughs> Who's is, your? Uh, I don't think I've ever voiced this. Okay, sorry. Who's your MVP? <laughs> <laughs> and this is Skylar's therapy session. Ooh. He's laying on my couch now. That's so weird. <laughs> Head is back. Get um, over there. He like handed me a notebook, so I guess I should start taking notes. Fifty-five minutes, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, does this mean I'm getting paid? Am I, Yay! No, this first session's free. Um, I got a coupon. Uh, <laughs> I have a promo code armchair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. My MVP. Who's the MVP? Yeah. Um, Feeny. Yeah. It's Feeny. Yeah. It's Feeny. Mm-hmm. We're at the end of the season now, which means that next week I'll oh, have... Oh, we'll get totals. Yeah. I'll have some totals for us. I'm we love kind it. Of excited. I love, I love seeing, it's always going to, I mean, we knew from the beginning that it, it was be always going to be Feeny. Feeny skewed. Yeah. But he was always the favorite. We have some some surprises. I'm mm-hmm. truly surprised at how many like Corey has. I'm very surprised with how many Corey has. I'm yeah. surprised with how few Topanga has. Um, yeah, there and then yeah. there are just some like randos that are always fun, like Ubaldo. Ubaldo, the ghost of Christmas future, or the ghost of <laughs> not, whatever. Not Feeny, not the, Feeny ghost. the ghost. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas future. Mm-hmm. Yep. So separate, yeah. They, I listen. He just looks like Feeny. That's true. You're right. Separate. All right. Yeah. Well, good season. <laughs> no, go ahead. Let's keep that oh, on. No. Yeah, do it again. Good season. Oh my god. <laughs> what was your favorite episode? Oh, I didn't plan for this. Shit. We do it every. I swear. To you me. say we do. We've done it. This is the fifth time in like <laughs> three years. Okay, like. <laughs> 
calm down. <laughs> it's crazy to me that this has been happening for almost three years. Yeah. Look at that. And next year, it? it's probably going to be done. Yeah, we're going to be done next when year. When did we start this in 2019? 2019, yeah. It's twenty. It's March 2020, so it's mm-hmm. only been a year, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's still March 2020. Well, yeah, wait, no. So we, we, started, we started in spring 2019. Yeah. We so it's, we're two and a half years. Yeah, because we premiered April 30th. Uh-huh. But we sat down and had a conversation about starting the podcast in March of 2019. But it didn't drop until April. Sure. And okay. then we've been doing this for... Two plus years, going well, on three years. Allow me to scan an episode list here and pick a favorite. Do you have a favorite? I'm a little surprised that you didn't just instantly go and then there was Sean. I mean, I want to be fair, you know? It's, it's <laughs> obviously... It a fair, a fair. Yeah, I guess I, it is that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that one might be my favorite. This one could honestly be there. I think this, the drinking, and, and then there was Sean are top three of the season. All right, so yeah, so and then there was Sean is my favorite episode. I've already of made show, that clear, yeah. so that's the favorite in the season. But let me pick a different one. That's that's not that. The second tier. The second one that would be the favorite for just this the season, B-list. perhaps if yeah. we were to remove that, because there's a lot of blasts in here. I love yeah. I love the Witches of Penbrook, obviously. Yep, classic. I love uh, the Eskimo. Yeah, and good. all of the ski lodge stuff with Lauren. Honestly, if I had to pick a second. It could be the Witches of Brenbrook, because it's a blast. But now I feel like I'm just picking ones that are really fun. Graduation. That's fine. That's, I don't like, know. That's, a, that's what it's supposed to be. It's a good season. It's a very good season. Drinking's great. Graduation's great. Like, there's a lot of... Prom's good. Yeah, Obviously, prom's good. I love prom. Like, there's there's a lot of good ones. This one's hard. This, and then there was Sean as the best. The rest of them are all pretty good. Is This this is your favorite season, right? Yes, this yeah. is my favorite season overall, which is why scanning those episodes, I was like, I like all these I, th- I think I've shit on it like one or two I haven't really liked, but... I think this is my favorite season. We'll see next season. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty sure this is my favorite season. This is my favorite season, for sure. I know it's it, it could yeah. be... It maybe could have been six. It's not seven. No, no, definitely not. Five seven. and six are definitely my top two. I like a lot of the episodes in four, too, though. Yeah, I mean, well, mine's... It's like, I feel five, like... Five, six, four, seven... Three, two, one. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. I would probably rank it similarly. I feel like it just depends on the watch. Sometimes I like four better than five. Sometimes I like six better than five. Mm-hmm. We'll see how I feel about it this time. Now that I'm not binging it, that I'm sitting down and critically thinking about all these episodes, we'll see if I like their the college years a little bit better. Perhaps. Let's take our scholarly approach. We'll, uh, we'll see. You know, I'm a slut for academia, so, um, <laughs> so we're going show to me those old oak walls and oak tables. I, I don't know. Just a lot of wood. It's a lot, lot of wood. It's a lot of wood in Pembroke and college and when you think of collegiate stuff. Yeah. Not my college. My college was a cinder block, concrete, wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Ours was brick. Yeah. Brick. Yeah. And sadness a lot of bricks and broken dreams baby actually i really enjoyed my college experience i think bricks and broken dreams could be a fun podcast it's i don't know it's a band name it is a podcast name name. i don't know bricks and broken dreams it's definitely a song it's a sequel to boulevard of broken dreams right exactly it's the knockoff version they just got bored and they were like we should write something i'm building up this house Uh. (laughs) 
Yes. Loneliest house I've ever known. I don't know. Anyway, fuck it. All right. And this show, I gotta go walk some dogs. So <laughs> you can find us on the things. We're on Instagram at the Feeny Call Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Feeny Call. Send us an email, Feeny Call Podcast at Gmail, or you can leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you what your favorite episode was of the season. If you have any fun facts or tidbits, mm-hmm. send a carrier pigeon. That'd be cool. That'd be new. That'd be new. I don't know where they would know to find us. I'm not giving you my address. So. I don't know that you give carrier pigeons addresses. I don't think that they identify house numbers. <laughs> I don't think I just that's got, I how I hear like a works. little like tap, tap, tap on my door <laughs> and I open it up and it's a carrier pigeon. Yeah. And he's got the letter in his wing. <laughs> he's like, here you go. And then he's holding out his wing waiting for a yes. tip. <laughs> God damn it. I don't. That goddamn carrier pigeon. Don't believe that's how it works. I'm. What even would he spend it on? <laughs> Probably. probably drugs yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> those damn pigeons always out there for their fix oh god have you seen them like lusting after like french fries imagine cocaine god sprinkle coke on french fries <laughs> a pigeon dream <laughs> oh my god all right where, where where is it where are we gone thanks for listening y'all and as always class dismissed <laughs>